This is the Against Unreason podcast. Okay, so today we have Lynn with us. She's a mother of four. She's uh, enjoying her retirement, I believe. She's just living her best life. And uh, I'll, I'll just leave it up to her to tell me about herself. I actually already know a little bit about her because I've conversed with her. But I'll just let her describe herself. Well, over the years, um, you know, when you're younger and everything, you're busy working and taking care of family and everything. But now, with the internet and uh, all the technical things out now, it's easier to check to see if what you thought or what you had heard is really true or not. And uh, so that's what I do a lot of. I mean, used to it didn't make a whole lot of difference. I was too busy, but now uh, I'm more concerned if something is true or not, I guess. that, uh, And I like to know as much about different things as possible because I don't want to be misled or I don't want people to try to, you know, pull the wool over my eyes about something. So that's kind of where I am right now since Ex- I am older now. Exactly. You're... And... Uh... To be more specific, the it, there's a lot of things on the internet, things that are true and untrue, and you're actually interested whenever you're fact-checking something not to just confirm your bias, not to, you know, just look out for an excuse to bl- continue believing what you already believe. You're, you're interested in sifting through the garbage and the stuff that's not true on the internet using, you know, critical thinking rather than just going to conspiracy theory blogs and talking about plandemic and how the coronavirus is planned and all that. Well, there's a lot of times when some you hear something and as far as it making a big difference on really what you believe, it doesn't affect too many. Uh, for instance, oh, I like the color blue. Someone else likes the color red. Okay, there's not too much that you can really find fault with either one. It it doesn't really matter. But there's other things that happen, uh, our different worldviews and things, that it does make a matter, uh, depend uh, on what we believe. And I want to believe uh, as much truth as possible. And there's been things that I've looked up on Internet that I thought was a certain way but then I find out it's not what I thought and Mm -hmm. I'm open to changing my mind if I need to it's not like I feel like my my beliefs are not just so you know uh, unchanging that I'm not willing to change my mind about something if I see that there is evidence to show that I'm wrong right exactly and like you were saying about there's certain there's a lot of opinions that it makes no difference whether someone disagrees with you or not whether your favorite color is blue whether your favorite color is green whether you right. like to watch american horror story or whether you think it's terrible you know things like that don't really matter but there are things that because with politics a lot of people will say well that's just your opinion or that's just my opinion which is fine but when that opinion is 
altering your behavior, one behavior being voting, then that actually does matter, especially if you're voting for someone who's planning on, say, limiting gay rights or uh, limiting rights for any, you know, specific group of people. And so that, that, that is one thing is that you're free to have your opinion, but you're not free or, you know, certain opinions have consequences and those consequences aren't just yours. Who you vote for as president isn't just affecting you. If you vote for a terrible president, you're also voting that president is over everyone else who did their homework to have informed opinion opinions about who to vote for. Well, now that I'm on Facebook and I can really get opinions of my friends and other people on there, uh, sometimes I'm astonished at the opinions of others and to the lengths that they will go to to basically just tell other people that they are stupid and their own opinion is the only uh, opinion. Now, on Facebook, I have quite a few of uh, pretty much conservative friends. Uh, my Probably my more liberal friends do not put that much on Facebook. But I have several uh, conservative friends especially who put horrible things on there. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a matter of opinion. I mean, uh, and people can have an opinion about this, an opinion about that. And once again, okay, that's your opinion. But they'll put other things on there. They'll put memes or statements and this type of thing on there where, of course, I have to check it out since (laughs) I want the truth. And many times I find out that what they put on there just is not the truth. And the things that could be easily disproven, right? The things that if you had put a... 30 seconds into typing it into a search engine and looking at it, you can tell that it's obviously wrong. Well, I have made statements uh, saying that I have fact-checked something and found that what they, the statement that they put up there or the meme they put up there was not true. And then they'll come back at me and say, well, that's just your opinion, and you can't trust fact-checking. Well, once again... I fact-check sites that have been shown to be reliable, and many times, if you go back far enough and find the sites that they got these things from, many of them are even satire. And I can remember looking up one one time, uh, and the the site itself said, this is a satire site, and anyone that believes anything on this um, so right. it would be stupid. Like Babylon and, Bee or The Onion or sites that don't, <laughs> right. they don't have the pretension I, of being, of being fact. But if, right. if one of your, one of these inept people on Facebook sees something that they think validates their worldview, they may not even have read the whole article to see the even more ridiculous stuff it says. They just see the title and they're like, Hey, I like that. I'm going to share it. And all their generally- friends are going to do the same thing. Is generally just the first statement or a picture or something. They, it's not possible that they could even check things out because um, anytime I see something, 
I always see that there's, well, what is the rest of the story? Right. It looks like and, something that could have been taken out of context. Yeah. Well, and it sounds pretty good, but then when you check out the rest of the story, you find out that um, that it was not, some of it could be true, but the majority of it was not true. Right. And so, uh, it, and it's misleading. Right. But so many of my friends on Facebook, they don't care if it's misleading or not, and they don't care how hateful they are. And if you say anything, they say, oh, what happened? Did you get offended? Right. You know? <laughs> and I don't put stuff, you know, I have my, uh, my beliefs and my world, uh, you know, the way our things are. But I don't get on there intentionally and try to uh, embarrass somebody. Right. And I try not to say, well all Democrats are like this or all Republicans are like this, but think this way or all uh, conservatives or liberals or, you know, whatever you want to say. Right. I don't get on there and say all people are like that. You know? Right. You're not, you're not the type of person who thinks of everything first and foremost based on your political party or not even necessarily political party, because a lot of people that, of course, vote for Republicans every time, would not consider themselves Republicans because for some reason a lot of these people identify themselves as independents when they're not truly independents. But but basically, they start with that point, that partisan position first and foremost, and they don't care what kind of feces they have to sling on Facebook because... At that point, for them, it doesn't care. They're on there to protect party. And they're also there to feel falsely empowered by telling other people they know better, despite having not actually done any research, having not critically evaluated what they're putting on Facebook. They want to... It's empowering when you tell someone they don't know... They don't know something. But at the same time you didn't put in the effort to make sure that what you're saying is actually true because you don't care what's whether it's true or not doesn't matter it's about how it feels and it's about defending your tribe well and as far as political parties and stuff like that i've always voted for the person i think would be best and most of the times you know especially in the past i really couldn't remember if they were democrats or republicans or independents or whatever I would decide on, you know, the person I thought would be best. Right. And, uh, and I don't say, you know, all Republicans believe this way or all Democrats believe this way. It's more of some Republicans feel this way, some uh, Democrats, just like a lot of times my conservative friends will put up there that uh, all this is, a, as a for instance, they'll put in there that uh, all Democrats are pro-abortion. And if you're a Democrat, that's what you believe. And the only ones that go by the Bible are, of course, Republicans. Well, if the <laughs> truth to be known, there are no one believes that abortion is the best answer 
No one does. But there's times that it's the choice. Are we going to have people given a choice? And usually uh, they have it, the abortion issue is hard to come to. And so, you know, the Democrats aren't pro-abortion. They're pro a lot of them are pro-choice, but they're right. probably they believe that they Republicans. Don't, they believe that they don't re- shouldn't it shouldn't be someone else's choice, basically. Right. And there's and Republicans, there's Republicans that are pro-choice. So yeah. it's not like it's one or the other. And, and libertarians. Democrats. And libertarians a lot of the time are on the right and a lot of the, them are still pro-choice. Mm-hmm. They may oppose abortion as far as they're like, I would never get one or right. you should exhaust other options, but it's not up to me to make sure you've exhausted other options or it's not up to me to literally restrict your you making that choice. And so... To say that someone's, I mean, personally, abortion is a neutral choice for me. I, I don't, there is no emotional affect attached to it that at that level of, especially, especially within the first six months, the neural circuitry to have any sort of real consciousness or real experience of pain hasn't been developed yet. And so, especially within that first six months, there's no reason why someone would value a uh, human fetus any more than a animal fetus, because they're literally at the same level of sophistication at that point. There's nothing setting them morally apart. And again, that's my opinion, and that's why I, for me, there's no emotional emotional concept attached to abortion but even for people who are like we were talking about the people there are still people who think that you shouldn't and think that there is something that is fundamentally more valuable at that point but are still pro-choice because it's not so they're not so clouded as to think that they have the right to take authoritarian control over someone else's choice it's not to the point where they think literally that fetus's life is equal to the living, breathing, conscious, sentient human being that's carrying it. Well, and I've never had an abortion. I had always felt that I would never have an abortion, but I also was never put in a position where I had to make the choice. So right. do I really, is it really my right to force someone else, you know, to live by my opinion. Right. To live by something that you've never really come face to face with in real life. Right. I mean, there might have been a a situation that would come up that I would feel like that would be my only option. And so is it my right to, you know, say that other people do not have the option to make a choice Right, exactly. One way or the other. You never, you were never pregnant during a situation, like financial situation that was so dire to where you would be crippled, at least in the short term for the next five years or something to that effect, if you went through with having a baby. You weren't in that position. 
there was always a way to take care of the kids. And I was always very lucky. I mean, even during my pregnancies, there was never a time when, you know, if uh, that there was a crisis with, with a baby, whether, and I never had to make the decision on uh, if there was a genetic problem or anything. Sure. That, that, that type of thing. I was lucky so that I didn't have that. Uh, decision to make but there are many women out there who are faced with this daily on if they continue a pregnancy or discontinue it and that probably ought to be left up to them and their doctor right exactly should make which is interesting because a lot of the the anti-abortion people are also anti-universal health care because they're afraid of the government getting in between you and your doctor yet on the topic of abortion they're not in, they aren't personally afraid of getting in between you and your doctor right yeah that's that's a pretty pretty good take um so what else has been interesting you as of late whether political or, uh, you know. Well, I, I guess it's just the fact that uh, things that are put on, I guess, the conspiracy theories, they're just mind-boggling <laughs> to me. I mean, and so many of my uh, friends on Facebook will put conspiracy theories out there even. And, of course, I get on the... I get on the internet and check all sides, pro and con, this idea and that idea. And so many of them, no matter what, they would rather believe the conspiracy theory Mm -hmm. than to even think that, and I guess one of the the things that is amazing to me is kind of like, if you want me to actually put one out there, the Pizzagate thing. As in Hillary Clinton, (laughs) yes. And i I watched a um, I watched a kind of a, I guess it was a program or a documentary or on the PizzaGate, and it actually had uh, the owner of the pizza parlor, and uh, it was a very family oriented. Everybody loved going there, and uh, how it was that this. person uh, decided that he was going to go in there with a gun and mm-hmm. rescue the children at this pizza place. Right. He thought and, that he was uh, one. Of, he thought he was ahead of the FBI. <laughs> he thought he knew more than the place, I guess, you know, I yeah. mean, which is ridiculous in itself pretty much. Uh, but for him to actually go there and risk the lives of all these people and actually uh, the person, the owner, uh, was even wondering if he wanted to reopen it because wow. of all the problems that was associated with this guy coming in there and threatening and, you know, and it was just ridiculous. But the community wanted the pizza uh, place to open and so he went ahead and opened it back up. But that is really scary that people 
can believe in conspiracy yeah, theories that a lunatic so wholeheartedly <laughs> that it's just mind-boggling that people would actually believe it and of course they're still saying it they're still saying yeah that, oh yeah uh Hillary still convinced in the it. government and all these they're talking about all these people in the government that are protecting pedophiles despite and, their guy being in the white house and both the senate and house at least in at the beginning of his presidency despite all of them being republican and having ample opportunity to bust or investigate something like that if right. it was real and it's their team that's in charge and still not no, no evidence ever came forth to to prove that any amount of the Pizzagate thing was true and yet they will still claim it is but strangely they also still they believe in a conspiracy called the deep state but conveniently Trump's not a part of it and conveniently basically it's just pick and choose which Republicans they like and which they don't I'm sure they think Mitt Romney is part of the deep state despite being Republican but you know whatever Republican is equivalent to uh, you know all the Trump, all the Republicans in in Congress that that tow Trump's line are obviously not part of the deep state by virtue of them being on Trump's side. Right, and that's a big conspiracy theory, of course. Now with the one world government thing, <laughs> I mean, and it's just like incredible their way of thinking. It's almost when unfathomable. Actually, Right. I mean, the thing is, all the countries, they're so intermingled. We can't just be for ourselves and forget about all the other countries. Right. Uh, we interact with other countries, and especially now with uh, nuclear stuff going on and all the f- uh, fanaticism, whatever, yeah. if that's the right word going on it's important (laughs) that we try to get along and try to uh if there's problems that take a huge amount of effort to solve wouldn't it make sense that countries should band together and work together to solve this problem especially when the problem is going to affect other countries like climate change for example climate change is going to affect every country whether they're cranking out millions of tons of CO2 into the atmosphere or not. And so we should be working together to try to solve that problem. Absolutely. And of course, what uh, what conspiracy theorists are afraid of as far as the one world government thing is, they're not f- afraid of just a coalition of countries that at least have some amount of power to affect decisions made by other countries there they believe that there's literally gonna be a group or dictator who i don't even know uh at the very top that's going to have absolute authority and they actually i'm not i'm not deep into the conspiracy stuff because it's so annoying that i i can i can't just dive into it but uh i'm guessing that they think that there's that basically a world one world government already exists and that Trump's fighting against it. And they think that, that there's this massively complex conspiracy of deep state officials and p- other people pulling the string strings from behind the scenes. Uh, 
obviously, because like with the coronavirus thing, they think that Bill Gates is pulling the strings and that he he's worked with the Chinese or something like that to develop the coronavirus so that they can release it and he can sell everyone a vaccine. That's what they're convinced of. Right, which is absolutely totally ridiculous anyway. Yeah. Bill Gates but has a lot of power, but he doesn't have ultimate power. Well, they're afraid of some this shadow government and like you said that is the people are pulling the strings and rich people have always had control over the power. I mean, it's and have been able to get things done and for there to be a they think that there's a shadow government and that uh, it's supported by the other side. You know, it's not our <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always, it. it's always it's convenient, always conveniently the other people. And, of course, they constantly whine about the mainstream media. And yet, in almost every situation, Fox News, despite being one of the most mainstream media's uh, mainstream media outlets is always exempt from it. Right. They'll make a grand conspiracy that on on the surface would include everybody, but then they go back through and exempt all their people from it. Right. And I'll also have a problem with the talk news shows, if that's what you want to call them. Oh, the, yeah, the opinion shows. Be- because the main news, the main national news I pretty much feel like they're telling the truth if it's right. the national uh, networks and things but it's what I like the talk shows I mean right those like, are the ones that like, I have uh, a problem Janine with and so Pierrot they don't and... always they don't always tell a lot of times they're leaning one way or another right but if it's one of the national news, you have to believe somebody. Right. And if you want to believe the national news, if you think that they are more apt to telling the truth, or if you think one of the talk news shows are more apt <laughs> to tell the truth, I mean, to me, there's no comparison. Right, right. And I can even say that at least, say on Fox News, back when... Uh, Shep Smith was still on there. His when when they were reporting literal news, even they weren't terribly inaccurate. Obviously, they can choose what to show more often, or they can choose, you know, what to focus on. But as far as the strictly news reporting speaking, uh, back when Shep Smith was on there, it was it was decent. Of course, that's probably why Shep Smith left because. Even moderately moderate sanity won't be tolerated on Fox News, but uh, you're absolutely right because because I've been getting the Wall Street Journal and during in the actual just reporting sections, it's all just good stuff. Like it's it's informative. It tells you pretty much what you need to know, and then you get to the opinion part and and the Wall Street Journal isn't anywhere close to the worst as far as opinion pieces goes go but you can tell that there is a conservative slant on the opinion section it has mostly conservative people writing the the posts carl rove other members uh from the bush administration and and such but but 
as far as the news goes itself, it is not bad at all. And, uh, well, it's actually excellent. And so, but that's one of the things. I don't even know if, if the, the particularly crazy people, if the lunatics are interested in the difference between opinion, the opinion section, whether it be of, of TV or a newspaper, and the news section, what's actually carries the, the pretense of just reporting the news. Well, and I know people that do not listen to the national news, but will listen to talk radio, talk news shows on the uh, radio. Rush Limbaugh? Or... Has he not retired right. yet? <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't he uh, ruined enough people's minds and turned it into I sludge? I he's still on there from what, uh, you know, input comes from the conservative <laughs> side. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's... I, I'm. I believe he's. Has he been divorced? Has Rush Limbaugh been divorced? I don't know that much about him. Really. I think he. Uh, I think he's. Or maybe I'm thinking of uh, another demagogue, Newt Gingrich. But anyway, it seems like the the trend is for these, for God's own people who are clearly the most, you know, carrying religion on their shoulders and these upstanding moral people seem to also be the ones who are constantly getting divorced and constantly getting caught doing drugs and constantly doing, you know, well, oh, and for, for example, Jerry Falwell Jr. Like the picture yes. comes out him. He's got a big old glass of liquor, despite railing against anyone who, who uh, indulges in such things. He's got his pants untucked. He He's with a lady who's, who's, looks awfully disheveled uh, for just having come over to be friends. Um, it, it just, it's the hypocrisy. And again, there's nothing wrong with having a drink. There's nothing wrong with having, having friends of the opposite sex uh, in a, you know, whatever you way you want. But the problem is, is being a hypocrite, like railing against that stuff for decades and, putting on this holier-than-thou persona and then get caught doing the exact same stuff. Absolutely. And many of the religious um, big wigs of the day have been <laughs> caught. But, of course, that, you know, to uh, conservative Christians especially, that makes no difference. They'll right. just come back later uh, and have their TV shows again. Right. Like Jimmy Swagger. And... Well, he has his own network now. And, that's <laughs> and that the network's only... doing pretty good, right? He must be. I mean, they are doing their uh, share-a-thons and their Bible-thons and, uh, to raise money. They don't let other opinions on oh, their, yeah. uh, their network. They, they only let other opinions on the network if they are making up a straw man to knock down. Right. They're saying, this is what evolutionists think, but they actually aren't saying what evolutionists think. They're saying what the made-up version that they have that they can, you know, have an easier time with, think. Well, and some of those, uh, the Christian channels there, uh, the programs, I enjoy listening to them. Uh, mm -hmm. And I do a lot of fact-checking from there, too. Right. And right. Well, just imagine, it's just amazing what they can say 
and their viewers will just lap it up as if it's the right. gospel truth because they're the ones that said it. But I have found them to be mistaken many times and just putting their own slant on uh, on what they say. Right. And they Even when it comes to the Bible. Right lies. Because they'll they'll cherry pick a Bible verse to mean something completely that whoever wrote that the Bible obviously didn't mean. And you don't have to be a Christian to catch these, or I mean, you don't have to be an atheist to catch these mistakes because it's just, they're obvious if you go into the actual chapter and start reading it. Um, so before we go on anymore with this, uh, kind of explain your position. You were a Christian for most of your life, right? I was a Christian for over 50 years. I had no, uh, intention on changing I didn't know once again when you're busy working and uh, taking care of kids and a husband you uh, if there's things that come up you just kind of let it go by right because there's more important and things to deal with at the so moment I would just believe whatever the pastor said even though he would there would be pastors that said well if you don't agree with me check it yourself but you mm-hmm. know we generally don't check for ourselves because we figure the <laughs> pastor knows more than we do. Exactly. But once I retired and everything, and uh, I had uh, uh, people that kind of asked me questions about different things in the Bible, that, I, and there's things that I really couldn't explain. I thought, mm-hmm. well, you know, I don't really <laughs> don't know. So I decided to go ahead and really check. And now with Internet you can get on the internet and put any question you have on there practically and get ver- right. different versions of them. Well, and clearly and you have I a did. and clearly you have a good head on your shoulders because there's again like I said earlier a lot more than actual true things on the internet, but you you're capable of critical thinking and you are j- the goal for you was to actually find out what's most likely true, not just keep believing what you are going to believe. Generally, if there, generally if there are two opinions, one for and one against a certain, uh, you know, statement, I would check both of them right. and see which one appeared to have more evidence. And if I am told that just have just have faith that you're right. Just have faith that it's right. right. With no evidence. And I felt that if there were certain things uh, stated in the Bible, there should be evidence that they were correct. Right. And I think the main thing was even just getting in uh, and learning about Christian history. Mm-hmm. The And not just uh, the... Uh, not just being the preach to, mm-hmm. but the actual history of what was going on, where the Bible came from. Mm-hmm. And I even got into the Jewish people, the Old Testament. I wanted to find out why they believed what they believed. And then why Christians kind of uh, stole the idea, changed it around and mm-hmm. made it their own. Mm-hmm. So, and there is evidence for that, though, because mm-hmm. you can, when you go into how the Bible is actually put together, 
and mm -hmm. uh, just get a variety of information and just come to your own decision then. Right. And so um, what are some of the books that you would suggest reading as far, or at least what you had read that kind of gave you a different perspective on, you know, such things? Well, I think that uh, I've read a couple of, uh, well, actually probably several of Bart Ehrman books mm -hmm. and found them the, to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually right now I'm on a book by um, uh, Sam Harris. Oh, okay. Which one is that? And, uh... Oh, <laughs> the end of faith. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, that, one of his earlier ones. That was, a, well, and that was a uh, used book that I uh, bought at a book sale at one of the libraries. Oh, okay. And so it has been very interesting on telling about the history, uh, the history of um Part of it is uh, Islam and Christianity mm -hmm. and a variety of thoughts and what was going on back then. What about the witch hunts? Mm -hmm. Why did people believe that? Why was it okay to make people, to torture people? Right. And so that was a lot of the stuff that I was interested mm -hmm. in. What they actually did back then and the society, the culture that people right, the were context of the context of what was happening around them, because a lot of people that are brought up in only one culture, you know, having only re really been around Christians and even just Christians of one type of denomination, they don't they don't think back to that point in time, and it doesn't it isn't really salient to them how many other culture has existed then how many how many things fed into uh christianity or any other religion i mean for example ancient greece especially the you know 400 years bc and up to you know zero bc or zero AD. i don't know what you would call that um there was a lot of like the the orphic cults basically were very much kind of kind of foreshadowed the idea of of a a prophet talking about a sacrifice in this case Dionysus made uh ended up dying and for some reason or another it's you know made put a little bit of divinity in humanity you know what i'm saying um words or, or things like uh, the significance of the number seven that existed in in ancient Greece that was not original to Judaism or Christianity. There's there's even a flood story in, I believe it was either Minoan or Mycenaean uh, Greece back where they have a flood story that involved uh, the equivalent. I, I think it was Zeus at that point in time. I can't remember if it was like a proto-Zeus deity or something to that effect. But anyway, there was a flood story there. And there is, in fact, reading a book on India, I find that in some of the the early Sanskrit writings, the foundation of the Hindu religion, there was also a flood story 
there as well. And so it seems like flood stories are just kind of a were a common trope to establish the the authority of your particular ethnic group and justify it to to the the people in that ethnic group. Well, and a lot of it was folklore. And um, after all, if it's a good story, may as well repeat it. Right. Oh, and before uh, anyone says, oh, the fact that there's so many flood stories proves that there was, in fact, a global flood. No, it just proves that flooding happens in a lot of places. Geology is pretty much pretty much done away with any idea that there had ever been a global flood where everything was underwater or anywhere near everything was underwater. Right. So anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted to prevent or respond ahead of time to any commenters. (laughs) Well, and like I said, you know, I just love getting a good book and reading, uh, how it was back then and oh that reminds me you have you've read a lot of uh creationist books correct well i haven't really read very many creationist books because that's what i was taught in right. uh, well we were talking you were talking to me uh previously and you had mentioned several books i think one of them was uh, darn, there were several books that you had mentioned, but one of them was mentioning kind of basically a book of responses from the creationist perspective to atheists or to evolutionary, evolution accepting people and things like that, right? Well, I think I have that book and uh, I haven't gotten very far on it though. Right, right, right. I could have. I found this other part to be more interesting. Oh, okay. The actual history part, because mm-hmm. if you're going to say something, believe something by faith, or believe something uh, because uh, that's just the way it is, I'd rather have as much evidence as possible, because I, like I said, I was already brought up. Uh, a certain way, believing all of the Bible stories. Uh, And so I know the Bible stories. Right, right. But I want to have evidence. And any time that I have, you know, and there was talk of the prophecies and uh, the, uh, the, the, Oh, where they dig up the evidence and stuff like that, archaeology. And something will sound real good. Mm -hmm. It will seem to... Make sense. Yeah, it seems, well, they found a chariot wheels in the place where... uh, Moses part of the Red Sea. Yeah, and and bones down there and everything. Mm -hmm. But once you get and really study it, you find that that's not true. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of it is supposed to be archaeology proof Mm -hmm. that things happened. I mean, just because there is a Jerusalem 
doesn't mean everything is right. Right. Because just like New York City really exists, but that doesn't mean everything that happened in Spider-Man That's really right. happened. That's right. And uh, one thing I'd, I'd uh, found interesting is that, that so what do you consider yourself? Agnostic? Um, atheist? Uh, you know, what, what in the plethora of of identifying of things do you identify yourself as i would say that i'm leaning more toward atheism um if someone came up with evidence that i'm wrong that would be fine and you're perfectly open to it i am open to that but the thing is i was a christian for over 50 years and for me to be able to change my mind after all these years, when it appears that what I believe for all those years may not be true. Right, right. Because why would I, as a Christian, as Christianity is the one right way of thinking, but Right. After that many years of being a Christian and believing that there is a beautiful afterlife waiting for you, why would you why would why would someone be inclined to change their mind on that unless they felt that there was good evidence? It's not like it, it was something you were taking lightly. I really had a problem because I would uh look at things, different things and uh Someone had actually talked, said to me something about um, homosexuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, why would God condemn homosexuals and this type of thing? Mm-hmm. And I, I had no answer. And I thought, what? The more I looked into it, I did not see that homosexuals had a choice. Mm-hmm. I could not see that they just decided... I'm going to be a homosexual, I think. Right, right. And have to put up with all the stigma toward that. Right. So there's several things like that that I really had to look into. So basically, there were things that you, there were groups that, from at least your denomination or what you had grown up, uh, teach that these are a group that deserve to have prejudice against them. You, you realized or you came to the conclusion that these groups didn't deserve prejudice and that kind of, in your mind, you, you thought, well, if this is a problem, I mean, how can, you know, there might be other problems sort of thing. Is that correct? I came, I came to the realization that since I believe then that uh, homosexuals did not just choose to be and if that is what makes them happy, who am I to condemn them? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I think that the main thing, I really had a problem as I delve into where the Bible came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think the main thing was after reading different things mm-hmm. and finding out that in the New Testament, 
you know, in the New Testament, there's a story. Mm -hmm. And it's a story about the woman caught in adultery. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful story. It's a very, uh, you know, moving story. All the, you know, movies about Jesus has that included because it's a wonderful story. Mm -hmm. Very inspirational story, yeah. It's very, I love the story. The problem is when I found out that as far as the New Testament goes, that story was not in the earliest copies, the earliest manuscripts. Right, of the New Testament. Which meant that it it was just added later. Right. And that really hurt me. Right. That really hurt me because I felt like anybody that studies the Bible would have been presented that. Mm -hmm. And... The preachers still lie to us. They tell us, they repeat the story as if it actually right. happened. Or they they lie by omission, which is basically lying. But Well, they always teach it anyway. Right, I mean, right, exactly. And, <laughs> and, and right. it was like, I felt like I was on a fence. Once I felt, and there were several other things in the New Testament that shows it had been added or later. It was not in the earliest copies. Things that had to do with uh, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, some of this stuff was really eye-opening. So there came a point when, in my life that I had to say, okay, you know, either the Bible is the inspired Word of God, mm-hmm. or it's not. Mm-hmm. And if I could not trust that the stories and different verses and stuff, if I could not trust that the New Testament was actually inspired in the way it was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. I had to make a decision on if I was just going to go ahead and blindly say, I don't care what evidence I have found on uh, history, Christian history, Jewish history. Mm -hmm. Uh, religious history am I going to just blindly go ahead and accept it or am I just going to say you know it does not appear to me that it's true right and it appears that man uh, came up with what was in the Old Testament and the New mm-hmm. Testament and so that's where I am right now right. because and it's like I once I learned this stuff, I could not go back. Right. And interestingly enough, despite this this big change, not only do you go do you still enjoy going to church, <laughs> you you enjoy going to what is by most accounts a very fundamentalist sect of uh, yes. of churches, a Seventh-day Adventist. And yes. which is where you see a lot of that really or is that where you a lot of the friends on Facebook that post that really hateful stuff that you you yes. mentioned comes from? Yes, they're from the church. It's a very conservative viewpoint, and I have found that they are the most hateful. They put very they don't care what the truth is, mm-hmm. and of course they put a lot of some religious stuff. But I pretty much don't you know whatever mm-hmm. they believe is fine with me. But when it's political stuff, and 
government is trying to degrade people. Right. Whenever they post I, I pictures have, of Barack and Michelle Obama caricatured as monkeys. Oh, yeah. And they'll put pictures where, um, you know, Melania is in a beautiful gown. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have a picture of uh, Michelle Obama or Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. uh, in ratted things. and Right. Not their best the, picture. The, sa- the same stuff the leader it's of their so cult obvious. does. Because that's what Trump did during the campaign. When he was running against Ted Cruz, he would take pictures of Ted Cruz's, Cruz's wife, the most unflattering picture that they could take. Right. And then they would put that next to, you know, a 20-year-old Melania Trump picture or something to that right. effect. And they would say, "Who do you, whose wife is hotter? As if, first off, <laughs> whose wife is hotter has anything to do with, <laughs> you know, what person you elect as leader of America. Right. And yeah. so that alone is stupid, but, but yeah, that's the same sort of stuff they've been doing. That's the same sort of stuff they keep doing. And yet they, they mm-hmm. feel like I said, particularly these fundamentalist sects feel like they are so virtuous and it's actually bizarre because despite being crazy, hateful people on social media and very often conspiracy theorists, when you're at church, as long as you don't tell them in any of the, your, uh, what you're actually thinking, they're extremely nice people to you, right? You you love hanging around them because they're friendly and you like doing their potlucks and... Oh, yeah, I love... I, and there's several that, you know, you really get close to and everything. But then you think these people are... Um, Lunatics? They're being told what to think. <laughs> right. told what to think. And they're really extreme. They They can be extreme Mm -hmm. in the ways they what they believe right didn't you say that so they're seventh-day adventists and there's a national national i don't know organization of seventh-day adventists and so basically they send preachers to each church and your church was going to throw a fit because they dared decide that a woman could be a preacher and they were going to send a woman preacher to your church there's there's several things. There's a, they do not want a woman preacher, and they do not want anyone that wears uh, jewelry. Mm-hmm. And I specifically know, your uh, church, not the national, not the national Seventh Day Adventist yeah, ours group, did but the not, church. Ours did not. Uh, they were afraid that they might be sent a woman, and they were considering. What if they send us a woman? Are we going to be able to continue to go to church or not? <laughs> and so I had a problem with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because it's obviously I wrong. Being very judgmental. It's obviously a very bigoted position, a very bronze right. and iron age, you know, position to hold. <laughs> I just think it's fascinating that. Because so you keep going to the church because they can be at least friendly, friendly people like personally, people. and you like to keep I, your your brain working. Like they mention stuff, and so even though you know it's probably slanted and wrong, you're like it'll give me right. something to look up. It'll give me something to investigate. Well, and once in a while, especially in Sabbath school there would be a remark that would be made and I would Sabbath school because it's not on Sunday. 
Right. <laughs> because the only devil worshippers <laughs> go to Sunday go to Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the heathen, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, Christians that have been misled. Right. <laughs> so uh, so I think it's just interesting, and that's just why I even watch the programs on TV. Because uh, sometimes I'll hear something that I'll just have to check out, and and I'm thinking, how can anyone believe this stuff? <laughs> because you watch Francis and Friends, right? <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> that's yes. a staple of your daily routine. <laughs> I have hollered at the TV many times because <laughs> they would say things that were not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I think they try to be. Uh, good people or good, uh, you know, present that truth. But especially, especially I've seen with political things, they would make statements that somebody said this, somebody mm-hmm. said this, but I knew by checking already that they were taking it out of context or mm-hmm. mixing up the words so that that was not what, the person right. man. intentionally trying uh, to mislead people right and once in a while it's even brought back to their attention when someone says something and then one of the others will say well uh that's not entirely true because uh it was in this other uh you know so that sometimes it's brought up <clears throat> that it was not completely the way one of them would have right, said. Right, right. But then they never really go back and say, oh, well, I was wrong. Yeah, they don't incorporate you know? it into their belief system going right. forward. They don't. They just kind of let it slide and don't really address it. So they are fairly political on that show then. Oh, terribly. <laughs> uh, they say that you cannot be uh, a Democrat and be a Christian too. That is what they will mm-hmm. have literally say. How can you be a Democrat and call yourself a Christian? Mm-hmm. And of even though, they even though most Democrats are Christians, somewhere around sixty or sixty-five percent. Well, and it's always the uh, the abortion, and it's always uh, the homosexual issue that they bring up. Right, so right, those right. two, and so you cannot agree with gay marriage if you're a Christian, and you not cannot be. Choice. You're a bad. You're a bad Christian if you right. If you are not on the authoritarian right side of those issues, right? (laughs) Yeah, that that is (laughs) very very interesting. So, uh, before we spend the entire discussion on on religion, so are there any other uh, current news events that you've been interested in? Any um, any political things? Trump really getting on your nerves lately? Is a uh, is a Democrat getting on your nerves? Is well, of course, Trump always gets on my nerves, <laughs> you know. And I will, if he does things, uh, you know, do a bill or whatever they're called, you know, <clears throat> he has done some good things, like but- what. Um, I'm thinking the main thing I can remember is that thing about the, um, 
the killing of the exotic animals in another country where most people don't like uh, elephants being killed or uh, mm -hmm. lions being killed but in but when you really look into it they'll sacrifice one animal in order to get the money tens of thousands of dollars right which helps the other animals oh and so that is basically that, uh adam's ruin adam ruins everything right right that episode about uh game hunting or or whatever it was so, there are so, things so trump did that good. one good thing that one good does thing. not affect affect the any doesn't positively affect the life of almost any american right right see there's actually one there's one other thing that i i could say he did good regardless of whether it was for the right reasons or not but he's used an executive order to extend the uh deferral currently for coronavirus on student loans and interest doesn't stack up during that time period either so not not only do you not have to start making payments but the interest also isn't being accumulated and so i would have to say in in four years of being president trump well almost four years trump has done two things and only two positive things and one of those things that's actually of any consequence whereas what are some things that you don't like that he's done you know, I would have to say, though, the one big thing is he lies all the time. Mm -hmm. And it's not Obvious just lies. an opinion. It's not just my opinion that he lies. You can check things that he has said, and he does lie all the time. And that's one reason why I didn't vote for him for president, because I wanted to be able to even though the other candidate I didn't care for either. Mm -hmm. At least the more Trump would say lies, the more I thought, you know, if I can't believe what he's saying, and even now, I'll listen to Trump. I listen Sorry, to Sorry, that was my stock speeches. market tracker. But if I cannot believe what he's saying, then... What difference does it make? I mean, if if he's if he's not trustworthy, you can't believe anything he says. Right, right. Um, sorry, I was getting distracted because because when my uh, my Thinkorswim stock trading platform made a real loud noise because the the stock market just closed or at least <laughs> regular hours, and then I, I heard a a buzzing thing go off. Uh, I was getting a message on Facebook. I should have closed that window before I started. But anyway, but so Trump lies. He constantly lies. And one thing that everyone always says is, oh, the politicians lie. I'm like, yeah, politicians lie. But I don't think almost any politician has lied to the extent and to the breadth that Trump does. Right. Literally, it, it almost knocks you back if you see if he says something that's actually true. You're like what the, the and he, he doesn't even have the self-respect or the or the self-control to care if his lies are coherent he will lie about one thing one day but then he will lie in the opposite direction the next day directly contradicting himself 
li- lying about things that don't even matter. Lying about his his crowd size on his inauguration day. It's just dumb things. Or or uh, I believe what was the uh, British British uh, person British royal family. I don't keep up with uh, the royal family a whole lot. But anyway, I think it's Meghan Markle uh, that he. He called her a nasty and a, said all sorts of mean things about her and then claimed that he didn't say those things. And then a recorded a recorded tape came out proving that he had, in fact, said those things. Right, right. It's just, it, it's crazy the stuff that he lies about, stuff he doesn't need to lie about. And, well, I mean, he should, I mean, I don't want to say should lie about. Yeah, he shouldn't be embarrassed for calling people nasty just because they don't think his demagoguery and stupidity are acceptable but it's just mind-boggling and so that itself and the fact that he by lying so much and by making these stupid tweets constantly he makes every other country think America's stupid so Anything else of interest <laughs> before well, we wrap it up? Okay. Well, if he's not just downright telling things that are not true, then he's misleading. There's right. things that he does, and he just misleads the public. And so it's like, oh, the president has done this. Well, the president really, that's not completely true. Right. So How, he misleads people. Right. Yeah, we could probably spend a whole probably 20-hour segment and not even get not even break the the surface of all the stupid bad dishonest things Trump's done I mean just encouraging Russia to to hack the DNC um, continuously attacking US con- US institutions that are far more respectable than he is uh, whether it be the FBI or anyone who's investigating him that's that tends to be a pretty consistent trend any any per, any member of his administration that ever says anything mean about about them him gets fired or any person in his administration that not only they don't have to say something mean about him they can simply not not agree with him about false things like fauci right. and and he'll tweet some snide insulting comment it's it just he's a he's a child he's a playground bully and his his side loves it just because in in their view things aren't about evidence things aren't about improving really improving things they are about pissing people off they're about the enjoying the ride they 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 talk about well the memes are great and all this other stupid stuff i'm like i don't care about whether trump is hilarious or not although i don't find something hilarious when it's obviously just stupid but i digress uh (laughs) because like i was (laughs) i went off on a tangent trying to stop us from getting off on a tangent on trump um so how do you feel about joe biden i i feel like he's got a little baggage i would probably have rather had one of the other mm-hmm. people uh, become the uh, nominee. nominee, but 
once again between Trump and Biden, I will most likely vote for Biden. Right, right. Oh, I'll, I'm absolutely going to vote, vote for Biden. And I, again, I don't particularly like him either. But for right. the same reason that I didn't particularly like Hillary in uh, right. 2016. Now, I don't think she's evil. I don't think she's terrible. I don't think she's right. she's bad. I think she would have done a decent job as president. But she was not my favorite person. And she was far from my... Because right. I voted for Bernie in the primaries in, in 2016. Um, but just like with with that, there's no... There's no contest between Biden and Trump. Trump is just so far at the bad spectrum that it's it's a no-brainer. You, you don't right. hardly have to know anything about Biden uh, to be against Trump. Not that I don't. I've looked into it, and most people have looked into Biden more than enough to see that he's a better candidate. I mean, Biden is very much switched position over the years. You might say flip-flopping, you might, you know, all this sort of thing. Um, at the very least, he's changed according to public opinion, whether or not it is necessarily his opinion. And while in a lot of cases that would be terrible because the public is certainly not always right, but but public opinion tends to be more right than the right-wing opinion. Right. Uh, the center, as in including center right, center left, the center and the left average out tending to be more correct and more beneficial than right. the far right, than the main, what is today the mainstream Republican Party. Obviously, 30, 40 years ago, what was a Republican and what was a Democrat was different than it is today, you know, 40 years before that. But at, the, at this current current point, point in time, the the strong right, the fully, fully partisan Republican part is generally almost always wrong. Which is not to say that the far left is wrong. I very quickly uh, will attack people of the far left. I'm, I'm not what would be considered a socialist, whether it's self-identified or by definition, um, I don't hate capitalism. I think that deregulated, unregulated, what have you, laissez-faire, like anarcho-capitalism is absurd and stupid. Um, but in any case, I'm going off on another tangent. So so you're probably going to vote for Joe Biden. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, how do you feel about Harris as his pick for vice president? As of right now, I probably don't know a whole lot about her. Mm -hmm. So, right. but I I do not have any problem right. with her. Can't be worse at than this point. can't be worse than Pence. Right. Speaking of which, his name hasn't come up. How do you feel about Pence? <laughs> I really haven't heard too much about him. He just kind of pretty much. I mean, he in probably the most of the time. he probably has more principles than than Trump. Right. Even though well, a lot I, of those principles are terrible principles, like right. bigoted against against 
you know, the LB, LGBTQ plus community. But at the very least, he does has, have principles. And he probably at least has some sense of he thinks he's doing the right thing. And right. probably Trump is to some degree, but it's certainly not coherent. And whatever Trump thinks is the right thing might change from day to day. He's completely incoherent and and tempestuous and just well it's like <laughs> if you had to have one of them I would much rather have Pence as president right. than Trump and in all in all honesty I think Pence could probably do as much damage as far as harmful public policy but at the very least I don't think he would make our country look as stupid to other right. countries as right. Donald Trump does which is just mind-boggling. I don't know if... Uh, I mean, I'm sure... Well, hopefully we'll eventually recover. Um, I'm, we've had worse things happen. We've had the Civil War. We've had Vietnam. We've So I'm not one of those people that always thinks now is always the worst time every time in every way. Uh, you know, I think now is a certainly a bad time in a lot of ways, especially because we have the worst president that we've had in probably 100 years at least. Uh, probably the worst president that we've had since Sandra Johnson, uh, which was uh, Lincoln's vice president, who basically gave everything back to the South that we had won with the blood of the Civil War. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Lynn, it was a fantastic, uh, very illuminating, and I think... Um, you know, understandable uh, discussion that we've had. And so uh, I wish you the best and thanks for coming on the, the podcast. Well, thank you for letting me get some of this stuff off my chest. To talk about. <laughs> yeah. I imagine it's not, it's not since virtually all your friends are from your, your fundamentalist church that you don't often get to <laughs> talk, right. talk unfiltered again, to people. I don't want to hurt anyone's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, exactly. Which is what? Which is an excellent quality. I don't want to be mean to people, so there you go. <laughs> well, it was very nice having you on, and uh, hopefully, we can have if we can have you on again sometime. All right, thank you. <laughs>